Hey, mothers and lovers. Welcome to Hella Smart Mothers. I'm your host, Nicole Delahousse. I'm a boy mom, a wife, and attorney by day. I'm sure you're wondering, what is a Hella Smart Mother? A Hella Smart Mother is a mom who wants to be the best version of herself for herself and her family, but mostly for herself. If this is you, welcome to the mom squad you never knew you needed. Hella Smart Mothers starts now. Hey y'all, welcome to another episode of Hello Smart Mothers. It's Nicole. Um, today I'm going to have a really cool guest on. Her name is Lene Hippolette and she is the host of another podcast called The Glow Up, uh, where she talks to women about pivoting from their nine to five to their entrepreneurial pursuits. It's a really great podcast, so definitely check her out. Um, today I'm going to be talking to Lene about dating people with children. She just got engaged to an awesome guy that has a daughter. And so we go through kind of her mindset of how she came into the relationship and what she, you know, was feeling when she first met her fiance's daughter. So she gave us three tips. So the first one was be honest, whether you want to even date someone that has children. Number two, realize you will never come first and that the parent-child relationship will always come first, especially while you're dating. And number three, figure out what role you want to play in the child's life and create the relationship that you want with the child. It doesn't have to be necessarily like a parent-child relationship. You can be more of a friend depending on how old the kid is. You can be kind of like that cool auntie, like whatever. But definitely let's uh, get it in after the break. Hey, mothers and lovers. Welcome to another episode of Hella Smart Mothers. Y'all, I have someone really, really cool on the show today. Her name is Lene Hippolette. So let me give you a little background about her. Um, Lene, originally from Bermuda, is a global entrepreneur currently based in Singapore, which is the sixth country she's lived in. Lene is the founder of Take Flight, an organization helping future expats make their dream to move abroad a reality, just like she did. She is also the founder of the Nine to Thrive Academy, where she assists nine to fivers pivot into their purpose, which she's helping me do. And lastly, Lene is the founder of the Glow Up Podcast, a weekly podcast and resource center for women of color who want to pivot into entrepreneurship. When she's not working her butt off to help women succeed in their new endeavors, she is exploring the world and spending time with her brand new fiance, Brendan. So everybody, welcome to the show, Miss Lene Hippolette. Hi, I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Hey, girl. Hey, I'm so happy to have you. Super excited. You just took a huge life pivot. Forget about career pivot. <laughs> yeah, I So did. now, you know, you move from the girlfriend category to the fiance, soon to be wifey. When are y'all getting married? Right? Do you have any ideas? I don't know. Honestly, like I haven't even started planning it. I think I just want to enjoy being a fiance for a minute. Um, Isn't it weird then, to say that? So I'm getting used to it now. Like the first week I was like, this is so weird. So you and Brendan, you got engaged when? About a month ago. I think that just over awesome. a month ago. Yeah. We got engaged when we went back home to visit our family in Charleston and Bermuda. Super cool. So how long ago was it that you were dating? Like how long ago did you guys first meet? So we met about three and a half years ago now. And we started dating, I think, like a month after we met. And where did y'all meet? Because you're like super duper globetrotter <laughs> and he's yeah. in the military. So 
Yeah, so he's also all over the place. So I was living in Amsterdam at the time, and he was living close to the border between the Netherlands and Germany. So it was about a two-hour drive to Amsterdam. And so he would come on the weekends to go to concerts. Like Amsterdam has a super dope nightlife. So there's like Kevin Hart was there at the time. That's what he was there for. There's concerts. Cardi B's been there. Migos. Everybody comes to Amsterdam. So he would always why, go to Amsterdam. Why, why, why people be going to Amsterdam? Because <laughs> it's what? a dope city. Like, okay, fun fact. A lot of people think <laughs> that people go to Amsterdam for weed and prostitutes. Mm-hmm. But That's what I think. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But the Netherlands, uh, Dutch people know good music. They know good okay. music. And so he was going to go see Kevin Hart. And I was just, you know, living my life. And we met at the club. I wouldn't say he was rude, but he was like super like, you know, pointing his finger, like, come here. And I was like, no, you come to me. And so <laughs> <laughs> and so that's kind of how we hit it off. But at the beginning, it was really just like a friendship. Like the next day we went mm-hmm. to brunch and yeah, we were just talking. I found that like he likes to travel. I like to travel. So we were like, all right, let's maybe we could be like travel buddies. Maybe we could travel together, whatever. So and then he hit me up, I think a week later and was like, hey, do you want to go to Turkey? And I was like, cool. Yeah, I'll come to Turkey. And then we went to Turkey and we like clicked. So that was like what we call like our first date because that's when okay. we realized that we were like, you know, really into each other. And it just happened to be like Valentine's weekend. Aww. Yeah, it was super sweet. And then when I got back from Turkey, there were flowers at my door and there was like a little note that was like, it was so nice to spend this weekend with you. Thanks for making me believe in R&B music again. Like, I just thought it was so sweet. It was so Aww, sweet. Cute. Yeah, it was cute. <laughs> that's cute. That's yeah. cute. So you guys had kind of a little whirlwind in the beginning because he has a kiddo, right? When did you find out about his daughter? I knew from the beginning. I think he may have even told me at the club or at brunch the day after we met. But there was no ambiguity. Like I always I can't remember a time that I knew him without knowing that he had a kid. Right. So it was always a part of like him. It was never any doubt that this is a package deal. You know what I mean? Like, right, right, right. A lot of guys like wait, but he was kind of like, she's an extension of me almost like, you know, so it's like, like, I don't know, it just, was just like the way that he talked about her was as if they were both one unit, one package. So, okay. So the other day I posted an Instagram post that was basically, I said, you know, it takes a special person to help raise children they didn't cre- create. And if that's not you, do not waste a parent's time. Yeah. So I definitely wanted to get the perspective of, the person dating the person with the kid who will ultimately be a bonus mom. So that's why I wanted to bring you on today. And speaking of like, what are your feelings on the terms like bonus versus step? Yeah. So I think, and I don't want to go too deep, but I'm all about manifesting and I'm all about affirmations. And I think if you like the term bonus, because you want to amplify the fact that this is something great for you and for the child, I'm all for that. Step is also okay. Like for me, it doesn't really matter what you call it. Call it whatever you feel represents the relationship that you have with your child. Like my stepdad, I actually call him dad. So Mm -hmm. for me, like when I refer to him, I refer to him as dad. He refers to me as his daughter. And I have a full-fledged father, but I had two dads, you know, so I refer to him as dad. So I think whatever you feel comfortable with referring to your step kid as, whether it's bonus, whether it's step, as long as it's meaningful to you, I think that that's the most important thing. To be honest. I think that's a great answer. And how old is your soon to be bonus slash step? Yeah. Yeah. So at, right after we got engaged, she was like, are you my stepmom now? And I was like, no, not yet. <laughs> whoa, whoa. <laughs> not yet. 
She's seven, seven years old. So I met her when she was three, I believe. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Seven is, that's kind of that pivot age where they start to really like understand stuff. So that's, yeah, that's super cool. And who does she live with? So she lives with her mom. So when I met Brendan, they were both living in Germany. So him and his ex-wife were both living in Germany. And so she split their her time between them equally. So one week with Brendan, one week with the mom, unless they were traveling. And then once their time was up in Germany, when you're divorced in the military, there's no guarantee that you'll go to the same base because right. they were both in the military. So she ended up moving to Alaska and he ended up moving to Japan. Yeah, so oh, she wow. now lives. Yeah, she lives now in Alaska with her mom. Which is super far. That it's is really far. far. How often do you guys get to see her? So they have like a custody agreement where he has summers and Christmas with her. Okay. And then yeah, I think after a couple of years. It, far. Yeah, it is. So after a couple of years, it flips. So then he has full, full-time custody and then she goes summers and Christmas with her mom. Gotcha, gotcha. And is there a pretty good co-parenting relationship there? Yeah, they're really good at co-parenting. And and one of the things that I wanted to make sure that I didn't do was like get involved in that relationship. You know what I mean? Like, and of course, like as me and Brendan are in a relationship, we would discuss things in terms of like the benefit. But I didn't really say you shouldn't talk to your baby mom. You only need to talk to her on Mondays. Why are you talking to her about this and that? I think it's important that they have a relationship where they don't feel like you know, censored. And they do an amazing job at co-parenting. Like, honestly, That's, like it's, it's really nice to see everyone focused on the kid, you know? And that's huge. Like I have friends yeah. who one of them is in the midst of a like crazy custody battle right now with her stepkid yeah. and her husband and the child's mom, cats and dogs cannot get along. Yeah. It's horrible. And it takes a huge toll on the kid, you know, like they have kids together as well. Mm -hmm. And so her stepchild is not able to really form that relationship with their siblings because they're not able to like have a consistent visitation with their dad and their family. And it sucks so bad because they said one day the kiddo after I think it was like three or four months was finally allowed to come back. They, you know, they got a lawyer and they went to court and they had to do all that. And so finally the new visitation order was put in place. And they said, kiddo was like, daddy, I thought I was never going to see you again. And I was just oh like, my God. Oh my God. Like, I don't, I don't know how as a mother you, you would, would feel allow okay. that. Yeah. Right. I, I can't know. imagine that. I feel like, God forbid, but if something happened to me and Mark, like I could hate him to his core, but I know those children love him to his core. And don't you need a break? Like, don't you need a break? Seriously. I I don't have kids, but I could imagine. Girl. (laughs) Girl. Right. I just, I don't know. I need a weekend alone to sleep. So I couldn't imagine, you know, not using that as an opportunity to have some me time. I don't know. Whatever. I can't imagine. I mean, I'm like, I guess the spite and the hate is so heavy that like you lose all sense of logic. I don't know. I hope I'm never in that position. But seriously, to the mothers out there that think you're like doing something by keeping your kid away from a father who actually wants to be active like it's not good and the kid will find out eventually and they will resent you right so please work it out like if you have issues with your baby's daddy i hate that word if you have issues with the father of your child or (laughs) 
if you have issues with the mother of your child for the kids sake like y'all ain't gotta be friends y'all ain't gotta kick it on the weekends y'all ain't gotta right. do none of that but like be fair like yeah. let your kids see that. like that's yeah. crazy what is the relationship like between you and your soon-to-be stepdaughter's mom like do y'all have a cordial relationship yeah it's it's super nice it's so nice so it was we had a rocky start I think I feel like most do yeah there was some (laughs) there was some challenges that we had to overcome I think she just you know it was the first time her daughter was around another woman right and so she's like who is this person right so Mm -hmm. she's wanting to like protect her daughter like I don't even know if she's gonna be around right in the long term so why would I let you know my daughter be around her but once we got past that I think once she realized like I'm not I'm not going anywhere maybe I should take it back. So I don't want to like drag this on, but like my parents were divorced um, when I was about eight. And so they both remarried. But before my dad remarried, he was dating a woman who just didn't want to be involved in my life at all. Like mm-hmm. my dad had me and my other sister and he, she just didn't want to be involved. She didn't want to, she didn't want to assume the role of not even a step parent, but just another figure adult figure Mm -hmm. like she just Mm kind of was like let me know when you're done with your kids and then I'll come around like my dad would work shift work he's an EMT so he would have to go to work at sometimes at midnight and he would ask her like can you stay and watch the kids um because I gotta go to work and she would come up every excuse of why she couldn't do it you know what I mean and and it was just kind of like I felt it a little bit and I just kind of didn't really like the way that she went about doing that and it made me feel like we're in competition I'm going to win this. This is my father. I'm going to win this competition. And I did. They ended up breaking, not because of me particularly, because I never really did anything, you know, to retaliate. Because at that time, I think I was too young to really understand. But it did not end up working out because my dad is my dad. And he's like, nobody comes before my daughters. You know what I mean? So anyway, she ended up having a kid. And then she tried to make it her, her kid and my dad without us kind of being into Mm -hmm. family. And it just didn't work out. So they ended up breaking up. But on the flip side, my mom married my stepdad when I was about 13 or 14. And he has been like a pivotal role in my life. When I say he stepped in and stepped up, there was no misunderstanding that he was a parental, a father figure in my life. Like my mom would go on vacation and we would stay there. You know what I mean? He would pay for whatever. He just assumed the role of father even though I already had a father and my dad was there like a hundred percent of the time. So I really had to. That's awesome. So you got two dads, like that's so cool. Right. So I see on one side, you have someone who doesn't want to be involved and I feel a certain way. And then you have someone who's all in. Right. And what does that make you feel like? It gives you confidence. It builds trust, right? Like you feel like you can trust him. You know, you feel like you have people that you can depend on and it's not as though it's a competition between your parent and them, they're an additional parent, right? So I saw those both models. And when I realized that Brendan and I were getting serious, I had to really sit back and be like, do I really want to do this? Because I'm not going to be half-assed at it. Right, right. We're going to date and he has a daughter. I'm going to jump in full force. I'm going to be present in her life as if I was a stepmom or whatever you want to call it. I don't want to say mom, but you know, as if she's a mom, bonus mom, right? Sure. Bonus yeah. mom, whatever. Yeah. And so I really had to sit down and think, cause like, that's not an easy choice to make. It's not easy to be like, okay, yeah, I'll be in this child's life. Cause kids are a lot of work and they're annoying sometimes. And if you're in yeah. this, like you have to be in it. You can't just like leave and be like, I don't want to deal with you today. You're not my child. Like that's your child. 
that is part of your family now. So I really sat down and I thought about it and I was like, all right, I'm all in. Anyway, I say all that to say that because I think I assumed that role so well and I took care and I was there for her and I would just really be involved. I think her mom saw that and I think she appreciated like little stuff. I remember like her mom usually does her hair when she goes mm-hmm. to Brendan's house because Brendan, he has no clue how to of do course, hair yeah. at all. <laughs> so she would just do her hair and it would usually last for a week, but she did one style that was really cute, but it started to come out. And I was like, mm-hmm. should I, like, I didn't know, like, maybe I should do it, maybe not. And then I was like, we can't have her out here looking, looking crazy. You know yeah. I mean? <laughs> and so I redid her hair at first. I think her mom was like a little bit taken aback, but then she, she went to, to Brendan and was like, Hey, thank you. Can you tell Linnea? I said, thank you because you know, that's what she's supposed to do. And I think she realized, oh, this is somebody, somebody else that can help. Can right? help you. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it's been really good. Like now we're at the point, like when she moved to Alaska, I was like, is it okay if I get her number so I can call it sometimes? And so initially I got her number just so I can like FaceTime his daughter and just make sure like I was like staying in contact, making sure she's doing okay in school and just have somebody yeah. else to talk to. And then it got to the point where like, her mom started sending me pictures of her doing different things. And like now we like make jokes about her, like lip gloss is popping. You know what I mean? And like we talk, we have conversations and I say, you know, cause she's a really amazing mom. And I tell her like, you know, you're doing such a great job, you know, because we get her, you know, a couple weeks out of the year and she's so right. well behaved and she's doing so well. And it's not due to us. It's due to right, her. Right, right, right. Yeah. It's super like, she just messaged me the other day. Like, Hey, do you want to surprise the baby on a trip together? It's so That's nice. Fantastic. Yeah, it's and I have to give kudos to her. I have to give kudos also Brendan because we all had a role in making sure that this worked well. And I think all of us were like, all right, let's, you know, make it work for the baby. So and like I'm sorry to say, like, that's not super common. So yeah. like, it's so good, you know, that you guys are able to remember who is at the forefront of all of this and who yeah. would be affected if it weren't that way. So do you guys want to have kids, your own kids at some point? I think so. So apparently I told him about a year ago that I'm on a clock and I was like, I'm 31. I was like, by 32, I need to be pregnant because I don't want to have complications. I don't want to be an old mama. And I forgot. And so like lately he's been like, so when are we going to have this baby? And I'm on the IUD and he's like, so when are you going to take out your IUD? And I'm like, why would I take it out? He's like, we got to start making these babies. And I'm like, listen, what are you talking about? Listen, let me tell you something. If you plan on getting married anytime soon, you keep that IUD in. <laughs> and I talked about this in another episode, but dummy me set up here and Dr. Google was all like, it's like, oh yeah, it takes like, you know, six months to a year for the hormones to cycle out of your body and blah, 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 blah. Bullshit. I was pregnant. Three weeks after I stopped taking birth control. Oh, yes, my God. Three weeks. Three weeks. weeks. Oh, my God. Your body was weeks. waiting. Wait. And then I told you I got pregnant with my second kid while on birth control. No. What yeah. birth control? So I was still breastfeeding. I think I had stopped breastfeeding my oldest son for maybe a month, maybe two months. And in that time, I was supposed to switch to, because when you're breastfeeding, I think you get just progestin and not estrogen. So it's like mm-hmm. a low dose, no estrogen pill because that does something with your milk supply. So once you stop breastfeeding, you have to get back on the estrogen and progesterone. And I was in the process of switching 
And I also was taking antibiotics. Mm. So the combination of all those things. Right. Just kind of wiped away the effectiveness. The effectiveness of the low dose one, because it had been working. Like I said, I had stopped breastfeeding like two months ago, but Mm. the antibiotics plus the low dose. Yeah. Boom. And we're pregnant. And my (laughs) oldest son at the time was 15 months old. Oh, so, man. yeah, I had a two-year-old and a newborn, and two-year-olds are hell on wheels. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine. So, if you're not ready to have no baby, don't you go off your birth control. But that's don't what, do it. So, apparently, I had told him all this, and he, like, took it in. Memorialized like, okay. it. Right, and he's like, all right, we're getting close to this deadline now. And I forgot, and in my mind, I'm like, why is he pressuring me to have a baby now? Like, you just got to get And he was like, you were the one who said you need to be pregnant by 32. And I'm like, I said. I was like, I I don't remember. Maybe I did say that. So I think I do want to get pregnant before I get too old because I don't want to have complications. And I also don't want to be an old mama. I feel like I'm already an old mama. Oh, geez. Because I'm 31. But it'll probably be within the next two years. I had my first when I was 31. And then my second oh, yeah? when I was 33. And like, I have friends. Old. I had no idea you were in your 30s. I thought you were like 27, 28. No, I am 30 whole five years old. Oh my God, really? <laughs> yeah. I'm so young. Oh, I'll take it. <laughs> my dermatologist will be happy to hear that. Um, but yeah, so no, don't worry about being an old mama or none of that. Like your body does what your body does. And some people like myself, get pregnant in two seconds. Other people might need fertility treatment. So like, don't worry about that. When it's your time, it's your time. But if you don't want it to be your time, (laughs) keep proactively making it not be your time. (laughs) Yeah, that's a smart choice. Especially because we're living apart right now, right? Like he lives in Japan, I live in Singapore. We want to make sure that we're together when the baby comes. Yeah, like... That whole single mama, when you're, your babies are babies, like, God bless y'all, because I do not know how women do that. Like, I was, especially with my first one, like, I was so confused, didn't know what to do, and, you know, just super frazzled with the first kid. And I can imagine not having my husband there to, like, or somebody, you know, with yeah. you, like, pick up the slack. Like, some days... You know, he would go to work. I'd stay home. I stayed home for three months with my both kids, actually. And um, I would literally be in the house all day long, barely having, you know, moved because breastfeeding every two hours, (laughs) every three hours. And having that support is huge. And you're like way the hell on the other side of the country. So, yeah, yeah. y'all wait on that. (laughs) That (laughs) is Mama Nicole's Nicole's advice (laughs) for you. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so you guys do want to have kids. Do you have any concerns that there will be like any difference in treatment between your bonus daughter and your biological kids? Do you ever have any of those worries? I'm very honest with myself and I don't know what it's like to have a child. Like the connection with Brennan's daughter, it didn't have like I wasn't like instantly in love with her, right? Like it took time. We just met and she's like, I don't know this woman. I'm like, I don't know this baby. We had to get to know each other and we had to form a bond, which is super strong now, but that had to come with time. She had to get to trust me and I had to, you know, get used to who she is as a person. And I think when you have a child, I don't know, but nah, I'm assuming it's, it's the, the same. same. Is I it the promise same? you. Like, okay, it, I, okay, that's people, good to know. <laughs> some people say 
they're like, oh my God, they placed the baby on my chest and I was just, I felt this strong sense of whatever. And I'm like, mm, they placed the baby on my chest and I was like, oh my God, what do I do? <laughs> you want him yeah. to do what? Where is he getting his milk from? Oh, my titties? Like, wait a minute. Okay, yeah. here we go. And it took, I mean, of course I loved him and, and I had I had time, I guess, to kind of come to terms with it while I was pregnant. Right. But, like, instant bond, instant connection, like, we yeah. had to learn each other. Like, yeah. we both had to learn each other. He trusted me because he had no other choice, you know, as a newborn. Like, well, I can't go back. So. I can't go back. Like, <laughs> this, this bright, loud world is where it's at now. But I feel like you grow to love your biological child, partially while they're gestating. I do think that that is some time for you to kind of, like, wrap your mind around it, especially, like, once the movement starts and you start like seeing and feeling and like that kind of thing. Yeah. But as far as like an instant bond, like just like it took you time to like bond with your soon to be bonus daughter. I feel like if women are being truly honest, if they're being 100% honest with themselves, it takes a minute to bond with your, with your biological child. I'm like, I believe you love them. From the very moment you see your heartbeat for the first time. But I think the actual like, wow, you are mine and I am yours. Like that Mm -hmm. feeling, I think that does take a little bit of time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't put too much pressure on yourself about that. Yeah. And and that's one thing like I always want to be intentional about treating them. I mean, different as they're different people, but the same in terms of the love that I give. Because I think that that's really important. I'm not going to sit here and say, like, it's going to be automatic, sure. right? I will have to be very intentional about things that I do. Because maybe I will have a bias towards the fact that this is my child. Subconsciously. Not saying that it'll happen on purpose. But oh, maybe no, no. there's a subconscious bias that I have towards this baby that came out of my womb. And so I will have to actively go against that and make sure that neither of them feel neglect because it could go the other way as well like I could try to make his daughter feel so comfortable that I kind of take away from my own kid right like overcompensate yeah yeah so I wouldn't say that's something that I'm worried about but it's something that I'm very intentional about making sure it doesn't happen no I think that's good so if you had to give maybe three like points to someone who is considering seriously dating someone with a child, what three points would you give them? That's a good question. So the first one I would say is like, it's okay if you don't want to raise somebody else's child. Like it's perfectly fine. Be honest with yourself. Yeah. yeah. It's relationships are a lot of work. Relationships with kids add complications. So if it's not something that you want to do, there's nothing wrong with you. Right. But you have to be honest with that person and say, look, I don't think this is going to work because I'm not ready to raise someone else's child. That it's fine. Don't feel bad about that. The second thing I would say is if you are seriously considering moving forward with this person, you have to realize that you will never come first in their life ever. That child will always come first. They will always come before you regardless of what you do. Like there's nothing that I could do that would put me in first place. I'm always going to be second place. That, to be honest, was probably the most difficult concept to grasp when we first started dating. Because like he's first in my life because I don't have kids. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And so it's like, you know, you realize that you're always going to be behind somebody else. There's someone else that's more important than you in this person's life. And you have to be 
willing to accept that. And the way that I dealt with it is I put her first too. So I made sure that she was a priority as well. Now that we're getting married, things, I, I don't know, I have this, this thing where I feel like your marriage comes before your kids and your parents and, and anything else. So that's a whole nother conversation. But when you're dating, I think it's really important to realize you will probably be in second place in everything. And you have to be okay with that. And then the third thing I would say is you have to figure out what role you want to play in that child life. Like it's important to be all in, but you don't have to be their mom, right? right? You, do, you don't have to replace their mom. You can form a different relationship that still provides mentoring guidance and love and nurturing, but you don't have to replicate their mom. You can create your own relationship as long as they respect you. And as long as they realize that you're the adult, then it's fine. And you can pick up the slack in certain areas. Like I'm super academic. So it's like when it comes to education and stuff, I can add value to the parenting structure because I, out of all of us, have the most experience. But I don't have to, like, discipline her differently than her mom. You know what I mean? Like, you can find your own lane. So basically find your own lane with the kid. That's what I would say. I think that is fantastic advice. And, yeah, like, I never even thought about, like, coming from the perspective of, like, once you get married. I agree, you know, even in in our marriage with Mm -hmm. both of, you know, we share kids. Me and my husband and I, we obviously share kids. And, like, the concept of our marriage does come first because – and sometimes – and, like, so I say that. So theoretically, our marriage always comes first. But in practice, sometimes (laughs) the kids – you know, you got two sick kids. You got – two kids with the flu, I ain't worried about you. Like, you, right. you know, you're, and he's not worried about me. Like, we're taking care of kids with 103 degree fevers. So mm-hmm. it's like, in mm-hmm. those particular times, like, I feel like it's kind of a a revolving cycle of, like, who is at the top of the pyramid, right. you know, at any given yeah, time. I get that. But I, I definitely feel like you feel in terms of that your marriage should be prioritized and that you should put that first because your kids are going to grow up yeah you know and they're going to move on and then if all you've done is put your energy into your children what do you do in 18 years you know a lot of people get divorced after being married for 20 25 years because that's when they become empty nesters and then they're sitting up here with this person that they're like well shit we don't have soccer practice and basketball games to go to anymore like what do we do yeah exactly it's like they don't even like each other yeah because they they don't know each other yeah yeah yeah. like they straight up don't know each other and it's a situation where you're strangers and you have no more common like thread and so it just you know it makes you bounce and so definitely even though, you know, if you have if you have your biological kids and, you know, with your stepdaughter, even like make sure you guys are, like I said, not always putting each other first, but definitely prioritizing each mm-hmm. other. Yeah. So that was amazing advice. So I want to move on to our Ask the Mothers section of the program. So let me find a good question from one of our listeners. Let's see. So this is kind of, I feel like you will see it once you become a mom, but I think you can still answer because, uh, so one mother asked, how do you stay encouraged and motivated as a mother when all you want to do is give up? But I think that can translate to anything. So 
you know, when you as a mom, especially to I've been told it's all ages that they require a ton (laughs) of time and energy at all ages because I have little kids right now and they do require a ton of time and energy because they're little. But the person who wrote this question actually has a teenager. And so I'm like, (laughs) I mean, I don't have kids, so I can only speak from the perspective of like an outsider looking in. But since you're almost there, he's a teenager or she's a teenager, like you got uh, three or four or five more years before you you don't even have to worry anymore. So you almost at the finish line. Pace yourself. (laughs) Yeah. The other thing I would say is like sometimes I think moms are hard on themselves because society makes it seem like you have to be the perfect mother, right? And I also feel like a lot of times for moms, the child is a reflection of them. And so when the child is acting out or when they're doing something bad or, you know, they're not doing as well as they should, the mom feels as though it's her fault. But at a certain point, you know, that child is making their own decisions, and you do as much as you can, but then that child, if they were to mess up their life, it's it's on there. I, I don't know. This is how I feel. I would say, you know, think about the fact that you're almost there. Also think about the, like, think about the fact that no mom is perfect, right? Like you Definitely. are okay and you're doing the best that you can and that your child's decisions are not anymore, or at least not hundred percent anymore, a, a reflection of you. Like I could understand the child was five. But if they're a teenager, it's like, now you making your own decisions now, you have your own brain. And then I would also like, just think about all of the achievements that you have as a mom, all of the things that you've been able to accomplish, you know, not even just with your child, but the things in your personal life and your professional life that you've been able to overcome and use that to kind of re-energize you, you know, and allow that to give you focus and the inspiration you need to keep going for these last five years. I don't know. I heard it's hard. I know I was a difficult teenager. And so (laughs) I, and my mom had three girls. So I, I yeah. And one of my sisters now is 16. So she's she's like starting all over again. Oh my God. I see like, as you have more and more teenagers, like you just get more and more tired and you stop caring. You just like, whatever. <laughs> yeah. So your littlest sister probably gets to do whatever she wants I to do now. Because murder. She's like, girl, whatever. Don't die. Right. Stay off the pole. Don't get pregnant. <laughs> so I would also say, like, be content in the fact that if you have any more kids, it will never be this hard. Because you just won't care anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what to say. I'll say, so chiming on that, I would probably say, and I'm speaking from a mother of young kids, so I can't exactly give up the reins to them yet, although I did threaten to send my uh, four-year-old to live at the zoo today. (laughs) Um, Boy, it was wilding, and I was just like, bruh, if you don't stop, I'm going to go pack your bags and drop you off at the zoo. And he said, what? (laughs) I said, you heard me. I'm going to go drop you off to live at the zoo with the gorillas. And he was like, what? Mommy, gorillas are scary. And I was like, well, cut it out. (laughs) And he did. So, uh, (laughs) but for wanting to give up. And, you know, I've had those days when I literally would just like to just get in my car and keep driving and go do hood rat things with my friends. Like probably (laughs) more occasions than I would like to admit. But I would definitely say I agree with you in terms of, like, no moms are perfect. Like, no matter 
how smart you are, how rich you are, how good of a marriage you have, how great of a partner and a dad you have. Like no parents are perfect. No mother is perfect. And so that societal expectation that you're supposed to be this like amazing June Cleaver slash Olivia Pope slash, I don't know, the Iron Chef and the best chauffeur. Like it's it's a load of crap. Like we as mothers... We as women, because we're the ones who perpetuate it. I really don't feel like men give a shit. Like no. they're just like, is that kid alive? <laughs> right. Is There's protective no, services like, yeah. coming? Like, nah, right. we're good. Keep it moving. You know, like <laughs> literally, like that is the threshold of goodness of like how good they're doing. And so I'm yeah. like, if we took that same kind of mentality on of are they living thriving like okay humans like are they kind are they fed yeah are they fed chicken nuggets every day oh well like roll with it like they're not malnourished they're not you know underdeveloped like whatever like roll with it and keep you know be fine with that and then I would also probably say man delegate like there's no reason to go to a grocery store in the United States of America. Like, there is grocery delivery. Yeah. And almost, if you're in a major city, let me not say that. If you're in a major city, there is grocery delivery. And so, like, Instacart, the truth. I, I mean, I got my groceries delivered and it's just me. <laughs> like, seriously, dude, you know, I live in Texas and the grocery store, there, I, I live in San Antonio, and the only grocery store major grocery store here is heb mm-hmm. the heb that is closest to me is the largest heb in the state i don't even know how many square feet it is but it literally takes over an hour to get from one end to the other wow like a grocery trip is dead ass an hour and a half and like don't let it be a sunday after church or a saturday like in the morning or it's like a two-hour endeavor right so like I do not grocery shop. My husband does not grocery shop. We Instacart. Well, actually, we <laughs> use the HEB service. And we have not stepped foot in a grocery store probably since Asher was a baby. So wow. maybe two years, two years or two plus years. If we don't feel like cooking, Uber Eats. And I know, like, when I say these things, it's definitely coming from a middle class place of privilege. So I know mm-hmm. that that's not the case for every single person but I just use those as examples to delegate like Mm -hmm. if your kid is old enough to pick out their own clothes and get themselves like dressed in the morning like do that Mm -hmm. who cares if they match if they're comfortable looking like boo boo the fool like let them know (laughs) you know like it's not a reflection of you like it is that's what they wanted to wear that day anybody ask questions like ask him why he's wearing that (laughs) it's fine (laughs) But, like, I just feel like we try to do everything. And that is how we get so burnt out. So, like, delegate. Like, don't be doing all that extra crap for no good reason. And then I guess the third thing I would say is just, like, escape. Like, go. Go take some time. Go take a day to just go sit at a coffee shop and read all day. Or go plan that girl's trip to get away for a weekend. Or just go sit in your car and listen to the Hell Smart Mothers podcast, like whatever. <laughs> like, just like if you need to escape, then like go escape. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. No, exactly. I think that's so, really yeah. good advice. Yeah, I think that is probably 
what I would say if you want to escape yeah. and you're feeling burnt out and overwhelmed. Yeah. But, oh, Lene, thank you so <laughs> much. Like, no, I'm thank so you. excited for this new, like, chapter that you're on. Like, thank you. I'm excited, too. And thank you for having me on. Honestly, it's really an honor to be on your show, especially okay. for something that I'm I'm not usually talking about, you know, so uh-huh. that's so nice. It was you did an awesome job and I loved your perspective. It is good to have the perspective of someone who's not as jaded. <laughs> yeah. I feel like sometimes- I'm not at all like there's no bad blood between it. Like it's all love. It really is. That's awesome. I'm a cynic by nature. So like. I am not the, oh, my God, motherhood is all puppies and kittens and rainbows <laughs> and unicorns, obviously. Yeah. But, like, I love having the perspective of someone who still is, like, fresh and new. And, right? <laughs> you know, I love that. So thank you again. And you. I'm sure I will find a reason to get you on again once you get that little bun in your oven. Oh, my gosh. Yes, yes, definitely. I'll. You'll be one of the first people tonight because I want to, it will be cool to do like a, how are you feeling? You just found out you were pregnant. How are you feeling? Uh, like you yeah. <laughs> I want the exclusive on that one. Yes. That would be awesome. But yes, I'm so excited for you. And before we go, how can people find you? So you can follow the glow up on Instagram at, at glow up podcast. You can also go to the glow up website at www.theglowuppodcast.com. And are you doing anything special in the upcoming weeks, months? Yeah. So actually I'm in the pro I'm so excited. I'm in the process of planning my second virtual summit. So it's going to be an online summit geared towards women entrepreneurs and it's going to take place sometime in mid October. That so is so exciting. That. Yeah. So definitely keep us posted. You know, I will be happy to pub that for you. I will. Thank you. Awesome. All right, Lene, it was good talking to you. Go enjoy the rest of this lovely, what's it today in Singapore? Friday? Yes, Friday, girls. Almost, oh my God, I'm so happy. Friday. Friday. <laughs> Friday. Yes, ma'am. All right, go enjoy your weekend and I'll talk to you soon. All right, bye. Bye. All right, mothers and lovers, that was such a good episode. Lene definitely dropped some good nuggets, truth bombs on us about what it's like to date someone with children and uh, how she is making sure that that relationship stays good between she and her soon-to-be bonus daughter, she and her fiancé, and she and the mother of her soon-to-be bonus daughter. So yes, definitely follow Lene on Instagram at the Glow Up Podcast. Check out her podcast. She's on all the major platforms, Apple, Spotify, Google. And yeah, definitely check her out. She is amazing. Her show is amazing. And if you're interested in pursuing entrepreneurship, she is someone to definitely listen to. All right, mothers and lovers, let's pivot over to our gold star and timeout for the week. I didn't do it last on the last long episode because it was so long. But, and I really wanted you guys to listen to every bit of Jancy's interview. But uh, today, yeah, let's get back on to our gold star and our timeout. So for my gold star, I want to give it to subscription boxes. Y'all, I love me a subscription box. It is legit like getting a birthday present every, you know, whatever increment that you get your subscription box. I um, actually subscribe to FabFitFun. 
And so I get one every quarter and like it is some good stuff up in them boxes, y'all. Like I have gotten some products that like I would normally not buy A, because they're expensive and B, just because I don't know about some of them. And the FabFitFun box is actually $49.99 a quarter. And it's usually about $200 or more worth of products. I got a flat iron this last time, a Kate Spade lunchbox, a bunch of like beauty products. One day, uh, the next one that I'll get, I'll do an unboxing because it's really cool. If you guys haven't, I mean, I'm sure you've seen the commercials and whatnot for them, but they really are as cool as the commercials look. And I love beauty products and skincare treatments and that kind of thing. So it's definitely my jam. But yeah, so that definitely gets a gold star from me. And let's see, timeout. A timeout will go to something that we kind of touched on during my chat with Lene. And that is parents who have custody of their children not allowing the other parent to see their kids. Like, that is garbage. I don't know if, I mean, unless the other parent is like abusive, um, emotionally, physically, or something to that effect, or just, you know, not a good environment for your kid, I cannot foresee why someone would want to withhold a relationship from the other parent. If it's like out of spite or, you know, thinking you're proving some kind of point, you're not. And that kid is the only person that's going to suffer as a result of it. The other parent is going to move on with their lives and it's going to feel horrible for that child because they're going to always feel like they weren't good enough for the for the new family, for the new siblings, for, for their parents. And it's a horrible, horrible feeling. Ask me how I know. <laughs> Shoot me a DM if you really want to know. But yeah, so definitely that's going to be my timeout is parents, if you, you know, if the relationship didn't work between you and your significant other. Do not let that affect the relationship that your children have with their other parent. It's not fair, and they will truly only resent you in the end. All right, mothers and lovers, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Definitely stick around for next week. We will have another Confessions of a Hella Smart Mother episode. Um, follow Hella Smart Mothers on all the things. Right now, we're mostly on Instagram, but we also have a Facebook page, so definitely follow us there. And uh, if you like Hello Smart Mothers, please subscribe, rate, and review. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, it helps other mothers find us so that they can get, you know, some bomb-ass information too. All right, mothers, lovers, we'll talk soon again. Have a great day. Bye. This episode of Hello Smart Mothers was hosted, researched, and produced by Nicole Delahousse. Show advisor was Natasha LaFere. Sound editor and audio engineer for this episode was Emmanuel Olabinga. Hey guys, don't forget to follow or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss your time with the mom squad you never knew you needed.